0: Hi and welcome to the Internet Marketing Show that gives you, amongst other things, simple, proven and practical steps to build your very own successful online business. Here's your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. Hello and welcome back to session two of Great Communication Secrets. And this session we're talking about your opening heart story. Hello there again, my name is Peter Beckham, The Village Marketer, and once again I'm going to be sharing what two of my presentation signature talk mentors taught me, Pete Vargas and Pat Quinn. They are two masters in the world of communication, and truly I'm enjoying the opportunity to share this with you. So we've done the clarity bit right, we know who our target audience is, and we know what is the problem that you solve for them. And now it's time to start crafting your actual signature talk presentation. There are four parts to a signature talk presentation. And the first is the opening heart story. As I mentioned in the previous session, some people start right away with their content. But I want to encourage you very strongly to include something before you go into your content. And that is the opening heart section of your presentation. There are three things that you have to do in the first five minutes of your presentation, long before you even consider and think about content. Right? Whether you realize it or not, there's a, there's a clock that starts ticking the moment you get on the stage or the moment you stand in front of the camera for a, for a social media Live broadcasts, and the audience is going to make a decision on you. In that first five minutes, or even earlier, five minutes is a maximum. You've got to have these people in your audience thinking, Should I listen closely to this person and even engage with them, or should I think about something else? So the first few seconds are critical to get their attention, and then you've just got a maximum of five minutes to do three very important things. The three things you have to do in the first five minutes of your presentation is to be ordinary, to be extraordinary, and to show your why. Remember, this is your heart story, okay? Ordinary means, hey, I'm just like you. I've walked in your shoes. I've struggled with what you struggle with. Extraordinary means, I know something you don't know. I've had experiences that you haven't had, like my 36 years, for example, in sales and marketing, both in the corporate world and in my own coaching business. That's an example, right? And yes, we've all heard speakers that are just way too extraordinary. They walk out on a stage or a live video broadcast and they say, I've got a $100 million business. Every time I launch a product, I sell another $50 million. My list is 250,000 people strong, and they all love me to death. Here's the photos of my mansion. Here's my photos of my yacht and my tropical island paradise away from home, etc., etc., right? And at some point, you're sitting there thinking, well, maybe you can't help me at all because I'm struggling. You're probably thinking, my last launch attempt failed and I've got a list of six people on it and four of them have got the same last name as I've got. And so they're just too extraordinary to be able to resonate and relate with their audience. On the other hand, we've probably heard speakers who are too ordinary as well. they come out on stage and say, I'm just like you. I struggle with what you, what you struggle with. I understand that. I worry about what you worry about. My, la- my last launch, it failed as well. And my business was actually going to go out of business. And by the way, I'm filing for bankruptcy next week. Now, at some point, you sit sitting there thinking, well, then why in the heck are you presenting to me? And why am I here in this audience? And if it's a stage performance where you're actually paid to go and listen to the speaker, you'll most definitely be thinking, why in the heck did I pay to come here? And what are you being paid to do here anyway? They are just too ordinary, right? Two extremes. So you need to walk this very fine line and do both. You have to be both ordinary and extraordinary. And so I often tell people at the start of, presentations or Facebook lives or LinkedIn lives or or any other form of presentation that I'm in whatever your niche is, a speaker, a sales coach, a blogger, online marketer, etc. I am just like you. But I've been successful online for many years. There's no doubt about that. But boy, when I started out, the experiences I had were not just terrible, they were soul destroying. And you can build a story out about that that shows that you're being ordinary, but they already know that you're successful as well. Can you see where I'm coming from? And just for interest, I actually got my start as a speaker and coach during my 16 years as a school teacher in Australia, and then in my various roles of senior corporate management. That's that until I finally realized that what I really wanted to do in life was to work for myself and get away from all that corporate political crap, okay? But it did teach me how to talk. It did teach me how to speak and how to do presentations. So I understand how to present and I also understand how adults learn. And what I want to do is make sure that you understand how the audience is going to receive your presentation. And there you have it. I'm ordinary. I'm a marketer, a speaker, a coach, whatever it is. I'm just like you. And I've had the same experiences that you've had. And you spell them out. And by the way, most people don't know how adults learn ordinary and extraordinary experiences paired together. But it's a very, very powerful way of telling a story, and we'll come back to that. The third thing you have to do in your opening five minutes is to show your why, right? You've done your ordinary, you've done your extraordinary, and now you've got to show your why. You have to show people why you do what you do. You have to have your audience feel your why and see themselves in your why. You'll need, you really do need your audience to see and appreciate why you care so deeply for what you do. For your interest, my why is to make sure every kid in our remote little Thai village actually finishes high school and gives them a chance to get a job other than working on a rice farm. And this breaks the vicious cycle of poverty that is so very prevalent in this part of the world. That is what gets me out of bed every morning, even if I'm feeling lousy. That's my why and that's what drives me. Now to help you, one of the best and easiest ways to share your why is through a technique called episodic storytelling. Episodic storytelling is not telling your life story as a narrator would. Listing what you've done and when you did it is completely boring, right? And you'll lose your audience's attention very quickly. Instead, you have to drop your audience into a room with you. You have to put them in a moment with you where they can see what you see, where they can hear what you hear, where they can feel what you feel, where they can fear what you fear. When your audience can see what you see, smell what you smell, feel what you feel, then honestly, at that moment, I'll tell you, they'll go anywhere with you. One thing's for sure, they'll pay attention to the rest of your presentation. Your audience really will work with you when you can capture them in a moment and have them feel what you feel, as I said, see what you see, and be there with you, okay? you If you can do that, you can take them anywhere. They will follow you, and not only that, they will want to engage with you further once you're finished. So in the first five minutes of your presentation, put together your opening sequence, okay in, and it makes sure it it works this way. Make a little checklist, for example, and say, do I have the ordinary right? Am I showing I'm just like the audience? And by the way, who in the heck is my audience? to I know who I'm talking to? Secondly, do I have extraordinary right? Am I showing why I deserve to be up here on stage or presenting in the first place? And thirdly, am I showing my why in my opening five minutes? When you do all these three things, it will cause the audience to engage with you after the presentation. And they will certainly want to listen to what you have to say. So the action step in this part of the course is to actually put together the opening sequence of your presentation. Remember, this is your opening heart story. And when you practice it, start a clock. Because you have five minutes from the moment you just go onto the stage or stand in front of the camera before the audience is going to make a decision on you. And maybe it'd be a lot less than five minutes. That's why I said earlier to you, don't start with content. Start with something that's going to emotionally involve them. Because they're thinking, should I engage with you? Or will I just back off and go and do something else? Maybe I'll just flip through and do something. Now, The last thing I want you to add in your opening sequence is something called road mapping. Road mapping. At the very end of your opening sequence, at the very end of your heart opening story, okay? What I'm saying is you have to road map for your audience the rest of the presentation. Now this is going to sound a little bit like Junior school teaching, right? Where we tell them what we're going to tell them, then we tell them that, and then we tell them what we said. And the reason they were teaching that to you in the junior school is because the darn thing works, right? It works because of the way that the human brain works. So tell them what you want to tell them, then tell them that, and then at the end, tell them again what you just told them. This is very critical and very important to your presentation skill. And it needs to organize your information. Now this is not something that goes on for 10 or 15 minutes. This is all over in a minute or two, right? So I recommend that this portion of your presentation, the road mapping, okay, when you've done your opening heart story, that you tell your audience, here's what I'm going to talk to you about today. I'm going to share with you three things and tell them three sections, or I'm going to share with you four steps and tell them what the four steps are. And you have to do this at this point in the presentation. Make sense? And by the way, here's a pro ninja tip for you. When you do your roadmap, include a time element. So you might say, in the next 30 minutes, I'm going to walk you through four parts of your presentation. Now the reason you include the time element is because if you don't then about 75% of the way through your presentation somebody in the audience is going to think, hey I wonder if this speaker knows how long they're supposed to be speaking for. And really they've only got 10 minutes left according to my watch. And when that happens, remember this, all the audience behaviour is contagious. In other words, If one person claps, everybody claps. If one person cries, everybody cries. If one person laughs, everybody laughs. But, if one person looks at their phone, everybody looks at their phone. If one person looks for a clock, everybody looks for a clock. You can avoid all that interference that gets between your message and your audience by simply including a time element in your road mapping portion of your presentation. Then as you go through your presentation, benchmark the different sections so that the audience knows exactly where you are. In other words, you start your first section by saying, here's the first thing I want to talk to you about today. When you finish that, you say, well, at this stage, that's enough to say about that. And if you have any questions, talk to me after the presentation finishes. I'll be delighted to share anything with you. Now let's transition to the second part of my presentation. And again, when you finish the second part, you say, well, at this point, that's probably more than enough to say about that. But again, if you've got any questions, talk to me at the end of the presentation. I'll be more than happy to help you. Now let's move to the third and final portion of my presentation. And you've got two choices. You can make the audience come up with their own organisational structure for your presentation. I mean, sometimes I picture the human brain like a filing cabinet, right? We have to figure out where to put things. And you can make the audience label the drawers and the folders on their own if you want. But if you do that, they're going to use up a lot of bandwidth. They're going to use up a lot of brain power, a lot of processing power and trying to put that organisational structure together. And if they're doing that, guess what? They're not listening to you. So rather than that, you could simply lay out the structure for them. In other words, you could label the drawers in the filing cabinet for them. And then as you go through your presentation, say, now it's time to close that drawer and open up the next drawer and give it a name, whatever it is. If you don't do that for the audience, one thing will happen is they will make mistakes. They'll take something that you taught them and put it in the wrong darn drawer. And then a few minutes later they'll think, oh no, that's not what you were talking about. you were talking about this. And they'll be a bit confused. So they've got to take it out of that folder, open up that drawer, put it in a new new drawer, etc, etc. And the whole time they're doing that They're not listening to your presentation. You've lost them. What I'm really saying to you is this. Part of getting the audience to engage with you further after the presentation, which is really our key objective, right, is making sure that they have the bandwidth, the processing power to engage fully with your content as you present it. And so create the structure by road mapping your presentation and then benchmark each step as you go through your presentation so your audience knows exactly where you are. This keeps your audience in sync with you and there is a much greater chance of them engaging with you once you finish. And as I said before, that really is your key objective, right? So this is the end of this session. What I want you to do is put together your opening sequence. Your opening sequence starts from the very first words you say through to your ordinary, your extraordinary, and your why, and then the roadmap. That's your opening session of your presentation. This is the opening heart segment, and in our next session, we're going to transition to the second part of your presentation where well, we'll talk about the content you have. Uh, in other words, the head section. That's what you call head or content section of your presentation. But if you don't get the opening heart bit right, okay, you've lost them up front. It doesn't matter what your content is. They're not going to be listening. See you in the next session. Thanks so much for listening to the Internet Marketing Dinner Show with your host, the village marketer himself, Peter Beckenham. For more great content, go online, peterbeckenham.com. We'll catch you next time.